Welcome to my podcast, Hashtag Human, the podcast where I look at all of the things that can come up for us on our road to success, all those little human things that have us feeling like we're not perfect, we're not exactly the way we should be. Today is episode three, and what I'm looking at today and what I thought it'd be really lovely to have a little chat with you about is the creative process. And what that creative process looks like, I'll talk a little bit about my own creative process and I'll talk a little bit about how you can get into a process of being creative, even when you feel a lot of resistance around it. So first off, what am I talking about when I talk about the creative process? Well, really, whenever I create my art or whenever I write any of my books or guidebooks, there is a process to that creation. I don't just sit there and it comes out. Sometimes that'll happen. There will be times when inspiration takes over and I'll have um, the ability to just sit there and, and, and create something. But usually there's a bit of planning um, to the process of creating. You have to know what it is that you're creating, the intended audience, for whatever it is you're creating, especially if you're an artist or an author or someone who is creating something that will go on to be shared with others, maybe a songwriter. You have to know the emotion and the feeling and the effect that you want that um, artwork or project to have on the people that are going to interact with it. So the first part of my creative process is to get really clear on what it is that I want to create, how it is that I want, how I want it to make other people feel and how it is that I'm going to be sharing it with other people. Now I'm an Oracle deck creator. I'm also um, a writer. I am in the process of writing some young adult uh, fiction books. So when I'm talking about my creation process, creation process. I'm definitely talking about things that I'm going to be sharing with other people. And as part of that, I know that there is, they're going to be tools, especially with my Oracle deck that the people are going to use, they're going to connect with. So I want to make sure that I've looked at all of those elements in, in my process. So when I'm going to start making some artwork, I usually like to, to get a, a lead pencil and kind of sketch it out on a bit of a storyboard first especially if it is a series of artworks. I'd like to get an idea of how they're going to sit together and what kind of themes are going to be covered in all of those within my deck. So I really do like to have a bit of a storyboard where I sketch out what each picture on each card will be really, really roughly. I'm not talking about any kind of perfection here with the sketches. Sometimes it looks like a really squiggly line drawing that I'm not even sure anyone else would be able to understand. But it works for me and it it helps guide me on where I'm headed. And then when I'm up to doing the individual artworks, I like to create a really lovely space in which to create in. I'll often include some really lovely music that I like to listen to. I might light some candles. Um, If I have a particular emotion or feeling that I want in that artwork, I might add some crystals to my space or some beautiful fresh flowers or just things that make me feel nice, things that make me feel comfortable 
and that I love to look at and smells are important too so I might even put some essential oils in in the diffuser or um, incense or something just so that all of my senses um, are being gifted a really beautiful environment in which to create in and then I will start on my artwork now what usually happens and this is in my writing and this is in my artwork as well is I'll get about a third of the way into whatever it is I'm doing and I'll just hate it it won't look the way it was in my head it hasn't translated properly onto the paper I start to get really critical of my own skills and it's at that point where normally the me you know six years ago would have walked away from the artwork but what I've learned over that time is to just keep going so my first tip in your creation process is just keep going even when you hate it, even when it isn't looking the way you want it to, just keep going. Finish it. I cannot emphasize that enough. So I do. I keep going. I keep painting. I try and get back into the vibe where I'm just looking at the colors. I'm looking at the feelings. I'm in that zone. And, and you'll know what I mean by that zone. There's a zone that you get into when you're creating where you just feel really... Um, comfortable and flowy and, and it just kind of comes to you and then when I finish the artwork if I'm still really unhappy with it I just sit it aside I don't dismiss it I don't try and do the same artwork again I, I never do that I, I just sit it aside and come back to it later because often it is that inner critic of ours that comes forward at that time so what I often find is if I just sit the artwork aside or walk away from it for a while and come back to it later on, it isn't actually as bad as I've told myself in my head. Very rarely do I dislike it as much as I did in the moment later on. There's still times when I dislike it. And there are many artworks in both of my decks that personally I still kind of cringe at because they're not ones that I love. They're not ones that um, I think are particularly well done. But I also acknowledge that they had a purpose and they very much do reflect the emotion that I was trying to create with those artworks. So what else can go wrong in the creation process? Well, number one, you mightn't even be able to get to the creation process. You might not have any inspiration at all. You might sit down to write, to draw, to create your song, to create music, whatever it is that you want to do. And inspiration just isn't there. And I hear this a lot with a lot of the clients I work with um, where they say, I just, I don't know where to start. I don't know what, what to do. It's all in here, but I don't know how to channel it into something here. And what I say in that case is if you're looking for inspiration, always look in nature first. Nature is such a rich source of inspiration if you just sit for five minutes and have a look outside or sit outside if you can and just feel the wind, feel the sun, feel the grass underneath you, all the dirt, listen to what kind of sounds come through for you, what, what animals or birds you can hear, what smells can you smell. And then if you have a bit of a closer look at things, the the veins on a leaf, the way a petal's form in a flower there's so many 
beautiful patterns, lines, colors, textures. All of them can be really beautiful forms of inspiration, not just for art, when we try to capture them with, with a brush or with our own art tools, but also words, trying to find a way that we can verbally describe what it is that we're seeing can be a beautiful way of starting that inspiration process. So that's one thing I would suggest if you're having trouble with inspiration, just go and sit outside for a little while, see what comes to you and allow that little tiny, um, your intuition to kind of guide you there because often we kind of pull back from it and it really can be a beautiful source of inspiration. Okay, so what else can happen for me in my creative process is I get disheartened. It seems like it's not going anywhere or that I haven't got the same inspiration I had at the start of the project. Once again, that is completely normal. Okay, we're not going to feel the same excitement and the same um, creative flow that we have at the start of a process throughout the entire process. That's why it's really important to have a plan, um, some kind of project plan for what it is you're creating and some kind of timeline associated with that. Personally, I work really well with um, deadlines. I can, if I'm told how long I have to do something, I'm really good at time management, but not everyone is. So if you're someone who maybe isn't as good with time management, I would really recommend you have some kind of time frames that you set out within that project plan for whatever it is that you're creating so that you can kind of stay on track. And when you do go off track, you can see how much work is involved to get you back on track. And um, I find that that works really well for me. In times when I don't feel like I want to create, I can see that I still have XYZ that I have to get done that week and I can just go through the steps of creating what I need to create even if I'm not 100% feeling it and often I find that it's just um, it's just a mood thing. It's just my own personal cycles and I'm not going to be at 100% every day and that's okay. It's okay to not feel as great and still create if that's part of what it is that you have to get done. Now, what can you do if you honestly are not happy at all with what it is that you've created in your creative process? I have, um, I think everyone would agree that the best thing you can do is just practice, okay? Practice is so underrated. For some reason, we feel like we have to be really great at something the first time we try it or it's just not for us and it's just, it's just not the case. You need to practice just about everything in your life in order to get better at it even things that might come completely natural completely naturally to you you'll still need to practice them in some form to get really really good at them so practice is something that I would really encourage you to do and that can be as simple as having a little tiny daily or weekly practice that is a time you set aside to work on a particular project or it can be one way you just work on getting better at whatever medium it is that you're trying to learn how to use. I would really recommend YouTube tutorials as a way of um, learning better techniques um, or of finding new ways of working with materials you may already work with. 
I've done most of my artworks with acrylic paint, but I've had a lot of fun in the last few months um, watching watercolour tutorials and, and having a play with watercolours because um, I'd really like to expand my own um, repertoire and I find that watercolours are super pretty and something that I'd be more likely to use if I was to illustrate a children's book. Um, and I'm very aware that if that's something that I want to do down the track, that I need to make sure that the Laura now gets some of those skills ready before I need to use them later on. Now, I also really would encourage you all to allow yourself the space to just explore your creative self. A lot of us tell ourselves, oh, I'm not creative, and we just leave it there. We don't actually see that there's so many ways that we are already creative in our own life. It could be that you get really creative with the way you dress yourself, with your wardrobe. You might be amazing at putting different colours together and creating really unique looks and styles that are really specific to you. That's creativity. It could be that you're an amazing chef, that you're able to make fantastic recipes just out of your head and put different food combinations together in a way that is just really nourishing and beautiful and people just love your cooking that's creativity creativity doesn't have to be the arts that we're all familiar with it can be dance it can be the way you decorate your home it could be the way you arrange a bunch of flowers creativity is so much more than just being artistic and I think that's something that we all need to remind ourselves more regularly that we are creative beings the way we even go about our daily life is creative the way we solve problems in our own life is creative creative problem solving we are very much based in creativity and I think that when we can really acknowledge that and allow ourselves the space to create in other areas of our life, we actually get such a, a warm heart from that process. So that's my little chat today on the creative process. Like I said, I really encourage you, I'll just go over it again. In your creative, have a plan. Make sure you know what you will do if things go wrong, like if you start to doubt your abilities, if you are not loving what you're doing, walk away, let it give, you know, just walk away from it for a little while, come back and see how you feel then. Understand that you will go through different cycles. There'll be days when you just have no um, desire at all to create. Honour those personal cycles. If you... um. And, and if you take note of them throughout that process, you'll know for the next project what your own personal cycle is and you'll be able to factor that into any time planning that you do for the, for the next project. Um, have a plan that has timeframes within it so that you can stay on track and get something completed and not just flail around in the middle where you're not quite sure what, what happens next. Practice if you need to, to get better at the parts that you're not sure about. And experiment. I really encourage people to just experiment, try new things, try new ways of doing things. Get really creative with your approach in general. That's it for today and I can't wait to see your creative process.